It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Net income helps you get the most revenue using various streams of income. More money, more money, more money. Now, join your host as we bring on the blink, Jeremy Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the spooky Halloween edition of Net Income. I am your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, and with me always is Andrea. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And um, do we have our other special guest on the line? <laughs> I am here. All right. We have a surprise last-minute guest um, to help us with today's show, and that is Rand Fishkin of SEO Moz. Rand, how are you doing? Very well. How are you guys? Doing good. Good. We, uh, what did you go out uh, for Halloween today? Um, actually, I have a live webcam on right now, and I am dressed as Superman. That's, so, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I had a friend who dressed as uh, Kryptonite. So, I would definitely recommend everyone to go to shoemoney.com right now and see this outfit. Slash <laughs> webcam.html. So that's the, uh, yeah, that is the, everybody in the chat room, I think, getting a kick out of it. Anyway, um, I have to take my, my daughter trick-or-treating after this, so she's almost five months old now, so we got her little peapot outfit, and the neighbors oh, are, yeah, the neighbors all want to see her. All right, so we have some announcements to make. Uh, one is that I will be speaking in Chicago SES um, oh, on, on two different contextual panels, so I'm pretty excited about that, and I was really honored when Danny asked me to do that. So I think Jen is going to be moderating one of them, and, and, the, and it's just a basic contextual uh, panel where each of us will be presenting. And then on the other one, um, it's going to be like a, more like a site clinic, so with uh, some contextual people. Yes, I actually do have a custom. Somebody's asking if I have the costume boots as well, and I do. I actually <laughs> do. So that's pretty important. Um, another thing that we're doing is um, myself, Lee Dodd, um, David Taylor, and Aaron Wall. Did I miss you, my Andrea? Uh, no, you got it. Okay. We're going to be doing a thing called the Elite Retreat, which is basically it's going to be open to 35 people to come and get two days. We're going to put on a, um, it's kind of like a, gosh, what do we call it, like a seminar, retreat, everything all mixed into one, where you get access to all four of us, um, all of two days. And um, it's, it's I think it's going to be really, really good. It's kind of like what we thought people need from that they're not getting from conferences. So um, we're going to have more on that probably in a couple weeks to come. So, But the info for that is EliteRetreat.info, and we only have 35 spots. So if you're interested at all, you should fill it out and sign up. All right. So, Rand, what's going on in your world? <laughs> uh, I think the old saying, when it, when it rains, it pours, applies. feels like this week is going um, in, in a good way. Rains, pours, leads, and inquiries. I just, you know, usually I have one or two folks a day contacting me for, you know, for, for work. And for some reason, the last couple of days have just been gone gangbusters. So Really? F- fending them off with sticks. No, I'm, I'm trying to help everyone I can. But um, definitely a, a huge increase. All of a sudden, I don't know, maybe it's people are getting rowdy about Halloween or excited about November. It could be people ramping up for the Christmas season, um, starting to think about, 
you know, that, although a lot of these are not necessarily retail. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's been um, busy times, but, but very good times, lots of positive stuff. Awesome. And, and you guys do a lot of consulting, SEO consulting? We do. We do consulting. Um, we do a lot of um, helping people out in terms of, like, you know, here's a site report. We're, you know, I, I think... You know, like like we were chatting about, Jeremy. You, you and I are kind of like the 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 two opposite sides of the um, of the, uh, the the webmaster marketing spectrum. Um, you know, I think we, we play almost entirely in organic search. So a lot of work in terms of link building, content building, site reviews, all right. those types of things. Yeah, yeah. We had a good discussion earlier. It was kind of uh, like I. <laughs> Kind of like how I got started, and then I started a stupid blog, and and then it's like next thing you know, I'm going to speak in. The, the blog is, they are amazing tools. It's it's remarkable to me, um, even today, that the popularity of um, of SEO Moz, and I think actually, so we did um, for for those folks who may not have seen it, we we just did that comparison of traffic between a lot of different blogs in the search marketing space, and um, you know, Jeremy and. And, and, and mine are running right up near the the top of that list, and it's very very fascinating for me to see that kind of level of traffic and interest from so many people, and then how directly it translates into um, business and reputation and those types of things. Yeah, you know? totally. I really um, I think your blog. I think I told you this when we talked. Me, it was New York City. Actually, <laughs> it seems like that was. It seems like that was just like yesterday. But I don't know. It does. I know what you mean. Wow. So, yeah, and, and I was like, wow, that, that really is a good-looking blog. And, and it seems like it's exploded so much even since then. Yeah, it has. It's, it has taken off. Um, <laughs> I just posted, I mean, if you use a, a, a shoddy tool like Alexa to, to measure traffic, um, you know, we have more traffic than Reddit does, which just got acquired today by Condé Nast for, you know, $65 million or whatever. So... I mean, it looks no. it looks completely ridiculous, and obviously, I mean that's that's not actually the case. It's the that's the webmaster bias you're seeing there. But you know, you are looking at a tremendous amount of of traffic coming through then, and a lot of mind share. And I think that along with that great traffic, and I'm sure you felt this as well, comes this great responsibility to provide accurate information, to provide information on a consistent basis, to be you know, updating and monitoring the site and, um, and the tools that you offer and um, the references that you're providing, the information you're showing off, all of these things have to be very, very solid when you get to that type of a size because, you, you know, you become open to a lot of criticism and you become open to a lot of people who are, um, you know, going to look at ways to try and um, make something negative out of that. And so there's a, there's a terrific amount of reputation management that goes into it. Yeah, the uh, there was an interesting post on Digital Point. Somebody was like, made a post about me and my site. You know, sometimes that happens. And they and it was basically all about how I have horrible grammar and I can't spell, and <laughs> there's just no room for that in affiliate marketing. And well. I was like, wow. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because it like drew a lot of traffic. I mean, that guy had no. I I should have messaged him and see you know if if he could do more stuff for me because <laughs> I mean I I love people that work for free and yeah so. yeah so and and that's the, the the exciting thing about um you know about becoming somewhat popular um you know or even even a big fish in a small pond type of phenomenon is that you know suddenly you have um you know a lot of your marketing work done for you. 
just because you become a point of reference. I think people have certainly yeah. seen that in, in virtually every sphere um, on the web and off. So, you know, Google, yeah. doesn't, Google doesn't have to do a whole lot of marketing because they can, you know, spit on the ground and, and Newsweek will write about it. So, Yeah, and actually uh, I did, like I did an interview with one of your bloggers um, last week, and there was a, yeah. an interesting thing that happened with that. And, and let's hold that off until let's go ahead and take our first break. And, uh, Eddie, if you're ready, let's go ahead and bring on the sponsors. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the blink, Jerry Shoemaker. All right, and we are back. And I understand we have a caller on the line. Aaron, are you there? Yeah, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing? Pretty good. Um, I had an SEO question. All right. Um, um, I was wondering when you go into the directories... Like, let's say I'm uh, working with a realtor, and you know how you have, uh, like, regional, then you have state and county and city? Should you just go with the city, or should you go with the county? Because usually the lower down you go, the uh, lower page rank. Yeah, so, well, I would look at it from a, from a couple of different angles. Um, the first one would be, for me, if the directory is getting any human traffic at all, um, okay. I would look at where that human traffic is going to. For example, a lot of directories, um, DMOS in particular, but, but many of the smaller ones, like if I type in San Diego apartment real estate or San Diego condos or something, if that directory listing for San Diego condos is ranking in, um, you know, well in Google, I would want to be on that page. That's the page I want to be on, not the one, you know, two levels up because it has a higher page rank. So I would pay very close attention to that. Barring that, you know, assuming that we're talking about a directory that has virtually no traffic, um, A, you're probably got not getting a ton of value out of it unless it's, it, it's something that the search engines are, are giving some type of credit to. But B, I would probably look to go as broad as I could um, while still being relevant to my site. So if I really was San Diego only, I'd probably still stick to the San Diego site just because I'm getting more targeted anchor text and more of a targeted um, contextual link from the San Diego page than I would be from, say, Southern California. So hope that right, um, helps. Like what directories would you say or suggest? You know, I would honestly say that at this point, barring kind of the, the big three or four, which would be maybe something like business.com, um, MSN's, uh, 
directory, which I think is small business, MSN small business, um, and DMOZ. Um, if you can get into the librarian's Internet Archive, that, that's a fantastic site. I think it's lii.org. Um, okay. That's a terrific one. But, but barring those kind of big ones, and Yahoo, which is a good directory, I would, I would search out ones that are ranking well. If you find a directory that's, that has some rank, you know that Google is giving them some type of credit or Yahoo is giving them some type of credit, and then it's worth your while. Otherwise, you know, it's really stretching to say, boy, that, you know, this is going to be a valuable link. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. All right. Well, thanks for your call, Aaron. And uh, that was all you, Rand. I didn't really. <laughs> no, I mean, the my directory thing is I, I always just tell people, you know, submit if you have the time to do it. Yeah. Until it's, your heart's content. I mean, oh. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, 99% of the time it's not going to hurt you. It's just 99% of the time it's also not going to be very helpful, you know. And if you're, if you're thinking, boy, I should pursue a directory strategy, I think that, you know, social media and content building have really replaced um, that kind of low-quality link acquisition that used to be the trademark of, of early-term SEO. Um, and, right. and so, you know, there's, there's just so much more value to be gotten by saying, all right, I'm going to try and write you know, 10 killer articles, and if, if one of them can, you know, make the front page of Tech Meme, wow, you know, that I just bought myself way more links than a directory ever could have done. So, right. Yeah, totally. So the, uh, you know, I remember one time um, people pinned down Matt Cutts at, I want to say it was PubCon a year ago mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, and they said to him, if you were, and it was kind of cool because it was, you know, it's funny, you'll just be walking somewhere, and you'll look over, and there'll be a circle of people around one guy, you know, <laughs> and, and it's always yeah. him. And so I, I just kind of creeped up a little bit and was listening, and um, they said, you know, if you were to enter, you know, if you, if you were just a regular webmaster and you wanted to get into, you know, four, three or four directories, what would they be in, in order? Mm-hmm. And he was like, huh, well... You know, he's like, I, I think all directories are valuable, but, you know, and, and, he, and then he discounted DMOZ clones and all that stuff. But he said, you know, the, he said probably DMOZ, Zeal, Best of the Web, and um, Yahoo directory. So, yeah, that's so, so, what he said. So I think those are, those are pretty, pretty standard answers. Zeal shut down, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah, they didn't even is, sell out. No, no, they just, they just kind of gave up the project, um, which was, which is too bad, but it's also... Um, indicative of, I think that that business model run by LookSmart was had been dying a slow death for a long time, um, and they they never really got revitalized with the um, with the new model. They they tried Furl, I think, for a while, and and it's still going, but it just never had the same power as like a StumbleUpon or a Dig or Delicious or you know even some of the newer competitors like uh, Blue Dot. Um, which I think was on TechCrunch yesterday, and, and I got to meet with those folks. They're down in South Seattle, but it's it's been a it's been a tough journey for a lot of people who I think are accustomed to thinking in old media ways about the web, or even in classic '90s thinking about the web. And and LookSmart is certainly one of the people who suffered from that. Yeah, definitely. And the and it's too bad because I think it was a, a good thing, and I think they had a really unique way of doing it. So. Yeah, theirs was an interesting system. It was kind of editor moderated, more more demozzy than than Yahoo directory ish. Yep. All right. So um, with that, we are going to head into our second break. And actually, 
before that, we have a caller on the line, Marcus. Hi. Hey, Marcus, hi, Rand, how are you doing? Uh, hi, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, taking the call. I had a question. Um, I just got an opportunity earlier today to buy the site that's ranking number one for uh, a bunch of competitive terms uh, within a fairly competitive industry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll say it's real estate for a certain city. And I'm trying to figure out uh, if their offer is kind of reasonable. And I was okay. going to ask you if you had any kind of uh, resources or are there any uh, people in the industry, in the, SEO, in the SEO world, that I might be able to consult with or that you would look for for valuations for how to price a site like that? Hmm. Jeremy, is there anyone you would think of off the top of your head? You know, he kind of broke up on me. Um, could one of you guys repeat it for me? Just like summarize it. Oh, I think so. Sorry, um, Marcus is just seeking someone to help him um, evaluate the pricing of a top-ranking site in the real estate industry for a specific for a lot of different terms, and so he's wondering if we know someone who does mm. that type of valuation. Yeah, can I ask what region it is, or the country, or is it just kind of a national? Um, it's it's a specific. Um City, uh, county. I don't really want to get into it because it's sure, pretty fine. easy to trace so out. I, I just meant like west, east, north, south, midwest. Midwest. Okay. Yeah, I don't really know anybody midwest, but um, if it was west, like California, there would I could send you a whole ton of people. But um, you know, you might want to post on a, a forum and just say, you know, I've got a lot of a site that's ranking very well organically for terms. You know, I wouldn't specify what terms. You know, for real estate. You know, where where does somebody recommend I go to to send leads or, you know, or does somebody interested in purchasing that or just I'm interested in consulting with somebody about, you know, the value of something like that? Marcus, are, do you have a good grasp on what the leads are currently worth, what the referrals are currently valued at? Um, yeah, I mean, I've worked in another industry, and this is just one that we're getting into specifically okay. geographically. So I'm trying to kind of figure out, well, you know, so I would really thinking about doing it. It, I would really look at more than the more than the rankings. I would evaluate um, the purchase price based on the number of referrals that come to the site, and you can use you know the, the site's analytics should show you that information. Whoever's selling it certainly should be providing that, and then base it on okay, you know this site is getting a thousand uniques a day, and you know we have an average conversion rate in 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 this sector around. Four percent, something like that, and each of those leads is worth, you know, two hundred dollars to the highest bidder, or two hundred and fifty dollars, or something like that. And th- and then you can easily say, okay, this is the amount of revenue that the site could expect to generate um, from a savvy business person. Thus, this is kind of the highest price I would be willing to pay based based on a six month valuation. It, it, w- it would be a short term valuation because, I mean, let's face it, honestly, in in the you know real estate industry where you're primary leads are coming through Google, you know, there is a, a lot of risk involved in terms of you, long-term traffic. So I would, I, would, I would rank it relatively low in terms of how long I would go out for the valuation. And in, in general terms, would you risk 301-ing something like that, or would you say no. keep that at a separate <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I would, hell no, I would not risk 301-ing something like that. Um, okay. No, I would not. <laughs> I might 301 I might my current property to them. Um, before I'd before I'd 301 them. I mean, the issue with a 301, especially once you purchase a domain and you're shifting things around and shifting things over, is that um, I think there's been a lot of manipulation in that sphere over the last mm, 
six to 18 months, maybe even a couple of years. And so uh, Google in particular, but, but some of the en- other engines as well, um, Ask is, is completely horrible. If you're ranking in Ask, it's only because you're you know, like four or five years old and you, need to be, you don't want to move anything. Um, but with, with Google especially, I would be very, very cautious about how I transition the, the purchase. I would certainly, um, when you make the purchase, sign an agreement that overrides the registration data and keep the registration data the same. Right, so you don't want to shift it over to say I'm the new owner. You know, it's me, Marcus. Just, just let it ride, um, and yeah. then slowly over time you can change things like you change the, you know, the some of the contact names and stuff like that, and change, um, you know, if you want to start changing pages out, uh, modifying some content, optimizing a bit more, fine. But but you can. Uh, we've seen plenty of times when people have bought sites that were doing very very well. 301 them over, and suddenly it looks like that site never existed, and all of the links have been killed entirely. So Yeah, and, and Google actually cited that in some of their patents, and then it was debated as whether or not you know they were just wanting you to think that, so you'd be <laughs> good boy and not buy sites for their organic rankings. Um, but, but I mean, I, I, I think they are definitely doing what they said they were going to do, in essence, in the patent, which was um, reevaluate domains when they do get transferred. And yep. make sure that the the content. I don't know if they do some sort of hash on the content or something like that, just to see, you know. If, uh, but they said that as as um, information change, and I believe in the patent they specifically cited registrant and name servers specifically. Yeah. Um, so uh, each time you change your name server stuff like that, I I just I'd rather pull my teeth and you know I just didn't take that risk because then you do something like that and something changes and you're like, oop, did that trip that or something? Just drive you nuts. Yeah, you so, took the wrong filter, and suddenly you're ranking nowhere, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, I just made a seventy-five thousand dollars investment that appears to be worthless now." So yeah, so, dangerous. I mean, a lot of times, even when I purchase sites, uh, if I transition them over to mine, I keep everything the same. I don't touch them at all, and I even keep the registrant info the same if the person's okay with that. For you know, I usually say for like 180 days or something. You just mm-hmm. like Rand said, you just don't want to do too many changes at once because then if you something even, does pass. Go ahead. How big of an IP, uh, an IP change? I mean, how big of a change is that? Do you think that's usually pretty... Uh, well, you change the, I change the host, and then, like, say, 45 days later, I start making some content changes, doing some, you know, additional optimizing. But you don't want to, you know, toss out everything and, and make it a whole new site. And then, you know, 45 days later, you might change the technical contact, and, you know, a little while later. Of course, now, right. you know... Yeah, I mean, IP address, if you're talking like IP address of the name servers or IP address of the actual host, because I don't, I don't think the IP address of the actual host matters that much, especially when uh, people like me, for my bigger sites, I do, you know, they're round robin. The sites so, get moved around all the time. So, yeah, the yeah. site IP Changing really host. is not going to matter. So, okay. thank you for your well, call. Thanks a lot. All right, Rand. So, um, all right. Before we went to our first break, we talked about uh, Jeffrey, I believe is his name. <laughs> yeah, um, had, G-Man. Had, G-Man did an interview with me in which uh, it, it got a little controversial there. Uh, it did. It got a lot of attention, then it got some controversy. and Yeah. yeah interesting stuff. The, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, he interviewed me, I think I got it at about 3 a.m., and uh-huh. um, I, sent, I sent it back to him complete, I think about 5 a.m. <laughs> and I crushed it out. I had a baby in my arms uh, for a little bit of that time, and I was running around doing other stuff. But but I really enjoy doing interviews and um, and other stuff like that. So what, one of the things, or the controversial thing, is it, it um, and it's, it was a very small piece of it. Um, I actually mm-hmm. said 
you know, I have sites like dropload.com and dropcash.com, which we did this and this. And the actual, and basically that's going back to, I've been working with a guy named John Thompson, who, as far as I knew, was the owner, only owner of these sites. And so I had been working with him for the last two years trying to make money on, he's got a site, Dropload, where people upload files and and then, you know, they can leave it for a friend. It's, it's kind of like a file sharing, but it's not. It's because you only can leave something for one person. So a lot yeah, of I think there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of people like that who have entered that sphere after Dropload became popular, like um, right. uh, Mega Upload and Gigasize and uh, yep. some of those other ones. So they have, they have tons and tons of traffic. I mean, just tons of traffic. And they just have never been able to, well... My friend John came to me and said, you know, we're, we're just trying to figure out how to monetize this. How do you think the best way to do it? And so I've been working with him a lot over the last couple of years. I, I have talked about actually buying the site from him at one time or buying interest in it. And then it was like I got distracted with other stuff. But So the point of the interview was is that I've, I've worked with sites like that to try to monetize them that aren't easy to monetize. So it was – but. Then this other guy comes out of the woodwork and says, oh, that's my, my site. You, you're claiming you own my site. Right. So that was, and he, he just doesn't understand what I was. And so I re-clarified and said, I, you know, I've never owned the site. I didn't mean to say I own the you site. You just did work on it. And yeah. yeah that's yeah, exactly. And so, well, and I just, you know, when I saw it initially, I mean, I, you know, the guy shot some emails. And I think, I can't be certain, but it looks like a bunch of sock puppets were created um, in the SEOMA's comments on the, on the thread. And basically, you know, a bunch of people hopped in saying, oh, you know, this guy's a liar, and he didn't do this. And I had to delete several yeah. that were obscene. Um, and oh, and I, I, I hate dealing with that. But this, uh, the conflict there to me made no sense because in the interview, it's very clear to a rational person that, that you, Jeremy, has no benefit to gain from claiming <laughs> that, right. that that you own these sites or that you know that you've done work on them falsely. It's not like your reputation is on the line here. Or people are like, "Oh, Jeremy, who's he? I've never heard of him." You know, does he think he's some big shot? No, everybody knows who you are. You know, you're you, at least right. as big, if not you know, bigger than than anyone else. The SEO Ma's audience could have been mentioned. So there's no incentive for you to, to be making this up, and yet all these people jump in there and, and start commenting about it. So I definitely, right. I had heard rumors about the, uh, what, the, the shoe money haters <laughs> and then saw uh, it firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of lovely ones out there. And we like to call them fans. Fans, okay, good. They just, they just, they just haven't been converted yet. So <laughs> the conversion rate is hard, you know. Future fans maybe is a better word. So anyway, there there is a lot of people that that really do have it out for me, and that's cool. You know, whatever. I mean, people need a reason to live. So if that's and, their reason, and controversy is is in can be an excellent marketing technique. I mean, we've certainly downplayed it um, with SEOmas and been very, I want to say, maybe apolitical um, in a lot of the views that that we bring um, and and bridging a lot sure. of issues. But in terms of um, you know building reputation and building uh, market share through controversy. I think people like um, Aaron Wall, Threadwatch, um, even before Aaron got it, um, certainly yourself, other characters like, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even claim, you know, to be withdrawn from this. I, I asked Michael Martinez to blog at SEOmas, knowing full well that it was, you know, purely for his controversial viewpoints and to see, you know, how the audience would react to that. And I think, 
you know, having your beliefs and your assumptions challenged every once in a while is, is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it can be positive. Right. And, and people, uh, one person said in the chat room, you know, didn't you say this was, in, in your link section on your site, didn't you say this was owned by you? And I said, yeah, I did, because, you know, <clears throat> we actually, I, you know, I always, when I get involved with the site, and I'm like, you know, okay, we'll give you 10% of the AdSense revenue. You do this. You know, if you, if you can increase by this much, we'll give you more. You know, so it's like I always, I'm always like, you know, I have these sites. I have these sites. You know, and I think of them as my site. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think I'm that, you know, we that, get that you know, same mentality so. with clients. So right. it, hey is, guys, it, is, it was definitely here, very we nitpicky. We need to take our second break. And after oh. the break, we have a caller on the line. So, Eddie, take it away. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jerry Shoemaker. All right, everybody, welcome back. And uh, we have a caller on the line. Are you there, caller? Welcome to the show. Welcome. Um, I, no, I love the show. Thanks, first-time caller. Um, I have a question: Is uh, when is Google Business Directory going to separate itself from DMOS, or DMOS going to not be so systematically kind of shutting everyone out in any kind of independent oversight on what they're doing? Because I don't care what anyone says, a DMOS link is uh, is definitely valuable in the long term uh, SEO picture of any strategy, any site. And just want to know uh, what your thoughts on that is. Well, I, I would love to see it happen tomorrow. I would totally love to see AOL. I'm sorry, Google break away from using AOL's DMOS directory. Um, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think the DMOS has many, many, many corrupt editors. Um, even I wrote a post recently about, you know, kind of what is a DMOS directory listing worth? Like how much would you pay for it? And um, I had a lot of people email me that said, you know, I got my listing in by, 
you know, just sending PayPal to the director or to the, the person listed. So I think as more and more of the corruption kind of makes its way to the mainstream media that Google is kind of endorsing a corrupt system, I think, you know, Google will totally run away from it at that point. Google has always been a very reactionary company. And, and I don't think until the public, you know, makes a big stink about it, um, that nothing will be done about it. I mean, you got to remember, Google's a publicly traded company now. They will only care, really, when the people care. So, well, and really, and, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to add, regarding the, the value of DMAs, um, it is one link among, you know, potentially tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. The value that it provides, in my opinion, is... A, a mid-size amount of value, not certainly not the highest link value that could be gotten off the web. I mean, it drives very, very little traffic in general, unless it's ranking well at the search engines. Um, and in terms of its, you know, perceived value, I think it's dropped over time because people have stopped linking to DMOS, and that's what, in my opinion, that's what's eventually going to drive it out. It used to be that years ago you would see every site linking to DMOS all the time for all sorts of different resources. Now, that resource has really become Wikipedia. Whenever you see people linking out to a generic site, they're linking out to Wikipedia and the Wikipedia topic on something. Thus, meaning that you see Wikipedia in you know, Google search results much more frequently than you see DMOS nowadays. Google's right. you know, directory partnership with them, notwithstanding, in my opinion, the, the, the value of DMOS is... You know, at this point, at a, at a me medium level, but I see three or four years from now, it looking a lot like Zeal. You know, where sure there's there's just not enough people paying attention to make it worthwhile, and and you'll see that in terms of lower numbers of editors applying. You see it in terms of lower visibility, lower traffic. It is a much smaller resource than it has been in the past. Right, and and I mean, do you kind of agree with me with Google being a reactionary company, and that maybe that since the mainstream people don't really care? Yeah, nobody, I mean, yeah, exactly. The, the media does not write about, oh, you know, Google's doing this with DMOS or Google's separating out their directory and right. yada, yada. It's, it's one of those tiny services that never gets any media or press attention, and unless you are deep into the webmaster sphere and reading, you know, Digital Point and SEO chat every other day, you're not going to hear much about the value of DMOS to a Google listing. So right. And if, and if what people are telling me is true, and you know, with the with the corruption and people taking listings, I mean, I I would value the DMOS listing about about the same as Yahoo. Probably I would value it more just because of the syndication. And, yeah, and that's a little another more. Thing, and that's another thing that I was going to say is um, the syndic. You know, Google has definitely, and that's one thing that Matt I've heard him speak on over a year ago is that you know they fingerprinted DMOS clones. They give you you get no link love from them. Right. Now, you know, of course, people can, uh, through scripts and whatnot, hide those fingerprints, but, you know, yeah, for the most part, the value isn't what it was. No, yeah. certainly not. Yeah. Certainly not. So I, I really, I love the Yahoo directory. I mean, I, I do it for anything I care about, you know, that anything that I, you know, want. I, to. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Yahoo directory, that, that no Yahoo title tag that they just introduced, mm -hmm. or that they're about to introduce that is the clincher for me. After that, I will now buy Yahoo directory listings for everything. Before then, it had killed, you know, we'd be ranking up at the top um, of, of Yahoo, but if we had a Yahoo directory listing on the site, it was their title instead of our title tag. So, you know, so yeah. that made it 
all that much more valuable to try and get out of Yahoo directory so that we didn't have to deal with the bad title tag and we could have our own um, and get sure. the higher click-through rate. So, so we've, you know, I've had kind of a love-hate, but now with no Yahoo tag, I think it's going to be remarkably valuable. So, or m- much more valuable because there's no negative connotation to it, at least. While uh, we were speaking about DMOS, there was a question in the chat room, if you guys don't mind answering it. Sure. About DMOS? Okay. Um, they want to create a second entry in DMOS in a different category, but it warns them that it's against the terms and could remove the first listing. But hmm. they also see other sites with multiple listings. Do you guys have any advice on that? You know, when I was a DMOS editor, before I got um, tossed out, I frequently added sites that had you know, multiple focuses, foci, um, into different categories. And my understanding of it back then, and this is about a year and a half ago, two years ago before I was, um, well, when I was still in there, was that that is perfectly appropriate. If a site, you know, you are, like Google, DMOS is not necessarily placing uh, websites into categories all the time. They're oftentimes placing web pages. I think if you search DMOS for, for SEO Moz, we're listed in three or four different categories based on different articles that we've written or different you know types of content we've got. So, if the site has only a single focus, then yeah, that's fine to have it in only a single category. However, if it has you know multiple focuses, then you should be you know submitting it to those multiple categories. However, oh. I mean that said, it, it can be dangerous because they they you know they are vindictive over there. Oh man, there and uh, <laughs> you know, shoe money is actually blacklisted from <laughs> from Demos. So actually, we. there's an editor there named Jim Noble who has yeah, I know him. Me. You do know him? Yeah, yeah. Jim Noble is actually a frequent commenter at Create a Site, where I'm a moderator, um, right. and he's kind of he is, I would say, Demos's last vestige of highly placed editors to the SEO world. I think he's one of the only p- folks who actually pays attention. Um, yeah, he to- really has it out for me for whatever reason. He, he wrote a post inside. I mean, like, it was funny because when I wrote about how, I said, this is just weird. You know, my blog has been up. It's, it's you know, I, I think it should be in the category of its category. I mean, it's a, I put a lot of work into it, and it just, it, it, it's not that I care so much for the link. I just think it should be listed among the other blogs there. That's my sure. thing. And and he and uh, people sent me screenshots of their for, their little secret resource zone forum, right? And where uh, where he had wrote and said, you know, shoemoney.com is to be blacklisted, never to ever ever be in DMOS ever. And wow. So I wrote to him and I said, dude, what is going on here? And then he wrote back to me and said, and and said one thing. How'd you find out? I said that. And I wrote back to him and I said, you know, that, that's really here nor there, you know. But I said, um, if you have a problem with my site, I, I'd like to talk to you about it and, and see what the problem is. And I said, maybe you could come onto my show and explain why sure. I've been, I'm not going to make you look like a jerk. I said, you know, I just, maybe you can help people not get to where I've gotten, you know. Right, yeah, and, absolutely. And he, was, he was just totally, totally, totally just wanted to know. He was like, I have to know where you, who told you. Who told you, you know, wow. that, that I said that? Yeah, he didn't want to talk about anything else. Well, then I found out that Todd's oil man's was blacklisted yeah. as well. And, you know, <laughs> I had a good talk about this with David Naylor and some other people. And next thing I know, 
our buddy Dave Naylor writes a blog post, and the title is Jim Noble, um, DMOS editor. And in the post it says, I love this chap, Jim Noble from UK. He seems like a really good guy. And that's all it said. And I was like, you son of a buck. He was just <laughs> kissing up to him, just kissing up. So that's hilarious. Yeah, I see. And that's ranking like, <laughs> God bless your Jim. Um, and, and that's yeah. ranking like number four. Yeah, isn't that David Naylor a funny guy? That's so awesome. funny. Yeah, his uh, he's definitely got a, a good sense of humor there. Well, it actually does rank. It ranks number one for Jim Noble. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah, it. I guess funny. the data center I'm on, it's like number three. But yeah, yeah, classic. Huh. I'm um, sure Naylor knew that. <laughs> knew that would happen. It is funny. It's funny the power that um, that blogs have to rank for for names and content. I think that. Um, you know, there are companies who've become aware of this recently, particularly in our field, because, you know, folks like you and I and Dave and Oilman are so willing to call out people in companies that we find distasteful or dishonest. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see, you know, I think if you search for Internet advancement, you know, you'll see a, a, an Internet advancement post at SEOmoz just um, tearing them a new one. Um, and if you search for a few people's names where I, I thought that their content was just ridiculous or, or overbearing or completely inaccurate, you know, I've called them out on it, and now we rank, you know, number one, two, three for their name. And, and that's a very right. frustrating experience Yeah, I had for those a, type a disag- of people. Disagreement with, um, well, I've had a few disagreements on what people have written <laughs> publicly, and I've, and I've said that before. And and, you know, and then when your blog ranks number one for their name, you know, then they care. Then and, they care, right. Yeah, and, and, you know, I just tell them, you know, and um, I'm like, look, you know, if you want to come on, and I'm always like, you know, if you want to come on to my radio show and talk about it and talk about your side of the story or whatever and how I'm a jerk or something, <laughs> you're welcome to do that. I mean, Be my guest. And they can ask the webmaster radio people, we don't have a power of censorship as, as hosts. I mean, I can't just censor you. You know, you're you're on a phone just like me. And so, you know, I'm in Nebraska, you're in Seattle, my sister's in, you know, I mean, you don't Illinois. Have, Jeremy, so, you don't have, like, the, the Bill O'Reilly button where it's like, no, I don't. you know. No? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so, I mean, and I, and I say that really to anyone listening. I know um, there's been some people that have said things, you know, I invite really anybody to come on the show who's who uh, who feels that they should be on. So, I mean, yeah. it, it would really... Well, I know. I mean, in terms of discussion that goes around, and I'm I'm sure you've heard that this before. But uh, you know, just to make the the end bit of the show more interesting, I mean, what are what are the primary, um, you know, complaints from the from the big fans, as we call them, um, of 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 shoe money? I know that I've heard, you know, the whispers that I generally hear about, you know, about shoe money is, oh well, you know. Jeremy made a whole bunch of money with uh, with with AdSense or with a Zoogle or you know these type of things, and he and he has these big checks to show for it. But we don't know how much money he spent to get that. You know, maybe he spent right. you know maybe he spent nine hundred thousand dollars to make a million, and sure. you know, and then I'll hear from other folks who are like, oh well, I think that the way he you know advertises isn't necessarily honest or open. And then when I look yeah. at your blog and when I listen to your shows or, or read your stuff or when we meet in person, I. I get the very, you know, open source Jeremy. So I, I never understand where, you know, where these folks are coming from. I have have never experienced any kind of dishonesty or, or those type of things. But 
yeah, I mean, what do you what do you say to those folks? I mean, um, you know, I always say the same thing. I say, you know, it doesn't bother me what you think. The main thing that that I think is really cool is that you're inspired, whether or not you even know it. You're now inspired. You've investigated what I said could be done or couldn't be done, and now you're more educated about it. And and whatever you feel about me or if I misrepresented something or whatever, whatever, I got you more into doing it. And and actually somebody on Digital Point made a really good post about how they read, you know, my my experiment with pay-per-click. And a lot of times I think, Rand, where people will get caught up is on the numbers. Um, You know, and it's so hard because I have people that, like, will give me bad reputation in forums and stuff and are like, oh, you're such a bragger. And I'm like, well, I didn't even mean to, you know, it was like, it's hard to to be honest and then at the same time be humble, you know? So it's like, because you want... It is. Well, and there's no no need to be um, unnecessarily humble. I mean, I I don't see any value in saying... You know, oh, I'm I'm just going to make a small note if you want to, you know, check my earnings here, and and, and it was a million dollars, you know, and I'm not going to show anybody. That's not that's not marketing. That's not exciting right. anyone. You know, that's not showing off um, what you can do and what you have done. And I think the the reputation of Shoe Money and certainly the popularity of the show and the blog, a lot of that comes from the fact that you can be open enough to share that, and you don't need to be. Oh, I'm embarrassed that I did well. Why? Why should you be? You know that, yeah. that doesn't pay. So I actually, I actually told my wife, and this is mm-hmm. she's, and my wife actually is always telling me to be more humble. So she's, <laughs> she's not listening. But you know, I said to her, I said, you know, a couple years ago, I said, when we profit a million dollars, um, I am going to have a million dollar party, and I'm going to book, uh, a, I'm going to book a freaking, you know, like. A person that I, a band that I used to listen to in like the '80s or something, and I'm going to have a huge freaking party and invite all the you know friends I know. And she was right. like so against it, and I'm like, listen, you know what? I didn't go to college. <laughs> well, I did, but I didn't really go. And I said, you know, I my wife has a medical degree. You know, I mean, I mean, when you graduated from medical school, didn't you have a big party? And yeah. and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the goal that I've been working for, <laughs> and why shouldn't I be able to celebrate it? Sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. Was, <laughs> well, yeah. to tell your wife I said hi. By the way, we we hung out in uh, uh, in San Jose and had a terrific time together. Um, I think awesome. she was. I, I loved how shocked she was that to find that her husband was famous. I thought that was terrific. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's one of those experiences where I, I keep telling um, my girlfriend who, who who goes by Mystery Guest on the blog um, that I you know that she should come out to one of these things with me. I tried to convince her to come out to uh, Chicago. Which you're going to be speaking at now? Um, yeah, in the in the in the winter, and and she she turned me down, but we'll see. Hopefully, one of the events at some point. Yeah, that would be awesome. My, that was, I think, the first time my wife had ever gone with me to anything, mm-hmm. and so I mean, it was. It's kind of it's amazing to me that people know who I am. They're like, shoot money, blah blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, hey, and I love meeting people and talking to them, and and the funny thing is that people, I have to be really careful now what I say on my blog that people read it. But it's like in person, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Exactly, People, exactly. That's that's the nice part about being in person. You know, I would love to be able to share some of the projects we've been involved in. You know, especially some of the ones that have that have turned sour over time. Right. And and I think those those stories make for um, just great enjoyment and, and great experience and learning too. But that's the type of thing where you really you can't share it on the blog. You you can't talk about it on a on a public show. But if you're totally. like, hey man, keep this quiet. Right. <laughs> you know. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and take our last break, and um, and when we come back, we'll touch a little bit on conferences and the conferences coming up, and um, kind of see what 
what if Rand has any last parting words as well. So let's go ahead and let the sponsors roll. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the blink, Jerry Shoemaker. All right. Wow. Shows just go so fast. So, Andrea, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Um, now's the moment. Okay. Rand, you know, one thing I was going to talk about is, is one thing I really, really love, and I don't know if this just comes from my little, you know, Unix, Linux, hacker, slacker background, is, is you know, <laughs> I love talking about how stuff works and how cool stuff can work. And, a lot of times that leads into black hat area. It does. And so I know you guys are, you know, total white hats, you know, obviously, have to be. And But, but, but we're like, fascinated, obviously, by the, by the black hat side of things. And we, sure. you know, as much as we can, we learn about it and try and um, play with it a little bit. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, it's so much fun to realize, and, I mean, there's been a lot of exploits for, you know, that I could have made an absolute killing. Um, there was one bug I found in Firefox that was really wicked, and I never reported the bug. Instead, I went right to Matt uh, Cuts, who I knew would have contacts inside Mozilla, and, mm-hmm. you know, the bug was fixed, and I never put my name to it or anything like that, and it was just like, I mean, it was that wicked. And, um, you know, and, and there, but then there's some things that are just fun to play with, and, and when you discover something that works super well in search engines it's just it's pretty cool you know and then i think people are playing you know people are playing around with the with the social media gaming right now um a lot and what's what's funny about that is that it it is an area that is ripe for abuse you know certainly anyone who wants to get something to the front page of dig can pretty much do it um, you know, using the right combination of IP addresses um, sure. and, and a little bit of time and resources. But the, what's, what, what's interesting about that to me is that it seems that as the web has evolved, um, particularly in the social media sector, also with Google and, you know, the search engines and stuff, there has, there's less and less that you can do. I mean, it, it used to be the, you know, the days were there when, you know, Dave Naylor could, flip a switch and rank number one for whatever term he wanted. 
you know, if he wanted, <laughs> if he wanted U.S. government, no problem. You know, White House, sure. he's there. You know, that kind of push-button thing has changed. And, and with the social media sites, um, the point I would get to is that the value isn't there. As easy as it is to possibly game dig or game delicious popular or get to the top of Reddit or, you know, have um, your Alexa numbers through the roof or something like that, it, it doesn't carry a whole lot of value. There's not, you know, yeah, you're going to get 30,000 visitors who are going to come back and report you as spam, you know, yep. or you're going to get 30,000 visitors who are not even going to click one ad out of, you know, all those people. So how valuable is it really to game those systems? And uh, I mean, yeah. from my perspective, and it's I not. Think, I think one of the, one of the, my strong points or backgrounds is branding. And um, I learned a lot from my father about how to brand yourself and brand, um, you know, your, you. And, and, you know, because then you're, you're associated with yourself and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, if people don't get you mixed up with other people and, or, or products, and so it's like I did that even with my blog without really even trying to do it, just because I do it with everything else. And, uh, you know, the real – and I guess where I'm getting to this is, do you really want to associate your brand with that of – that's harassing people on MySpace or – Yeah, like I that? think – I mean, there's definitely a component to that. And there's a – you know, there's a component to – active branding and brand association as well, no matter what type of sphere you play in. So, you know, for example, you and I talked about Jim Noble previously, and, you know, there's a certain brand association that goes along with that from our community, um, and, and one that, you know, Jim, if he had wanted to, maybe could have controlled it, uh, however he might have done that. Dave Naylor himself, you know, he has a, a brand association. Um, there's certainly, you know, an association that, he is a guy who, you know, does not take any crap um, and, and also has a very powerful, you know, network out of the U.K. and those type of things. There's the brand experience that, you know, that Matt Cutts creates for himself. Um, exactly. And all of, those, all of those brand experiences are something that, um, it seems to me, evolve relatively organically. And this, in my view, that's the big difference between a... Um, a presence on the web versus a presence offline. Because in old school media, in offline media, in the offline business world, your brand identity was something that that was artificially created by like a public relations firm, by, you know, someone independent of you. Online in, in this type of world, you know, the shoe money that everybody reads about, that's the same guy that I met at the conferences. Like there's there's no, you know, separation between the real person or the real company and the brand association, or at least, you know, hopefully that's the case. Um, yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I love about the, you know, the whole Internet world, um, as opposed to, you know, oh, wait, my brand experience with Tony Robbins I thought was going to be one thing, and then I, you know, I meet him and it's another, or that type of thing. Yeah. And not Tony specifically, I don't know him, but I'm just using him as, him as an example. Totally. Wow. All right, yeah. well... So do you have any final words of wisdom? Where do you where do you think we're headed in this whole SEO field? I mean, I, I get lumped into SEO, and I, that's another thing. I'm just gonna go. I I don't really consider myself an SEO. I know you are. You guys are the pros, and the guys after us, you know, the SEO rock stars are pros and stuff. I just kind of got lucky and then learned a little bit from it. So from the well, experience, and I think you are definitely inside the the world of SEO through association even even if you're not necessarily, you know, doing it. I think that there's a 
you know, it should the world of SEO should more accurately be called the world of internet marketing. Mm-hmm. And and certainly, you know, Jeremy, you're an internet marketer, so that's I mean, I think that that position is is apt. It's just that SEO is a bit narrow for the description of of what most people do in the industry. Yeah, totally. So, are you you are going to PubCon? I'll I'll be at PubCon. I'm speaking on a couple panels. One of them is really cool. I think it's with um, Aaron Wall and a couple other. I want to say Andy Beal. Um, just like uh, search bloggers, like being pundits on industry oh, awesome. topics, which I think is going to be really fun. And then I'm on a, a social media like viral media panel there. Very and cool. then this sim, something similar in Chicago, I think. Um, I know I'm on a viral panel there, and, and something else, maybe search algorithms. Awesome. And then uh, you're also doing SES New York. I will be I'm at sorry, New York Chicago. next year after hearing after hearing that uh, Danny's going to stay on. I'll I'll be there. You know, I I thought the exact same thing. I was like, okay. <laughs> at first, I was like, I'm not going to freaking SES New York or Chicago or you know if if Danny's not going to be associated that's, with that's or the do same it. way we all felt. I think, and they probably wow. saw that in their registration numbers pretty quick. Yeah, and thus I mean, the renegotiation. Yep. So I, I'm really, really happy that, that he's staying on at least until San Jose, and, and um, hopefully by then there's, there's other things going on. So if he I does, think that's, that's what I've been hearing, on. so yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah, I've heard there's some really cool things that might be going on, so maybe somebody I, will be I can't wait until they can – yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hope that somebody yeah. allows us to release the information. Yep. That would be nice. All right, well, it's been a really good show, very fast. Um, I'd like to thank Andrea – for being my co-host and setting all this up. Eddie, for producing, is always a wonderful job, except when he dumped everybody. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Rand, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Minute. And um, it's been really great having you on. We really didn't have an agenda, but I think it went really well. And thank you to the callers, as always, for calling in and making the show what it is. So, everybody, we'll see you next week. Have a great spooky Halloween, and um, <laughs> we'll see you next week.